We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Week 2 picks against the spread game by game hit the time codes if there's a game you want to jump to plus a cuss corner mini a redo of the survivor picks because Barry Horowitz style Pat Mayo is your champion of Survivor. So, since it's week two, we might as well start a new one. And the Super Locks of the week, plus Cuss Free Money Tease. A reminder to all out there, smash the like button for the episode. Sub to Mayo Media Network. And down in the description, you got the newsletter link, which I highly recommend that you sub to because the newsletter that comes out on Tuesday evenings will have the link to this show a day earlier than the show actually comes out. You want to see the show early? You sub to the newsletter. Okay. Also, the PME DraftKings Listeners League is down there as well. It's already like 40% full. So you may as well get your spot right now. Jeff Feinberg, do you have any money left after the Colts tied? Uh, yeah, no, I had a pretty good week in the end. Look at my week one record, but the Colts tie lost me an eliminator. It pushed some teasers um, and the other legs took care of themselves. Uh, and I guess yeah, my first year venturing back into real eliminators also, and I lost. I'm so bad at them. I'm so bad. And I had the game I knew to stay away from was San Francisco. Tim was telling, yelling at me to stay away from this one. I don't know. They outgained them by 230 yards. I, I don't, I don't know, but I did. I think I had a solid week, really solid week ATS for me. I usually win like six games week one and put in a hole early. So I think I flirted with double digits, and that's almost like winning 15 If in my heart. That's not bad. I mean, you finished above 500 for the week. You were 9-7 oh. against the spread. 
Uh, I was 8-8 eight and eight after Denver did not cover. The coin, who was on the shelf over there, Paul, I'm going to need you to get the coin, was 11-5 and five against the spread, picking up the rear, 7-9, and nine, out of Eliminator. It is a Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That's not my name. Yep, I sure was. I was dead wrong about San Francisco, but as wrong as, wrong as I was about them, I was right about... Don't put your life in Matt Ryan's hands. He'll break your heart. And so, he did. so you guys are good at restarting Survivor with me as the victor of the year? I mean, sure. What is? I mean, might as well. I mean, because this is such an easy week. Like, I mean, you want this to be for Survivor purposes. I actually don't like the Week 2 board much at all, I have to say. I find the Week 2 board to be very uninspiring. But for Survivor, there's quite a few options. You find it to be uninspiring. I mean, that's probably good news for your ATS record because you loved the week one board and you had the worst record. Yeah, for whatever reason, I just don't like the week two board here at all. I don't know where the coin is. It's up there somewhere. I'm sure. The coin is hiding on us, Tim. Did you you were in studio on Sunday night. Jeff, you saw you saw him. Did do you think Tim stole the coin? That's a fair um... No, it's not a fair thing. I would never do that. <laughs> Accusation. He rivaled. He knows. I'm not. I'm not sure. What was the coin's record? Uh, the eleven coin, and five. Eleven and five. The the coin's out to an early lead here. Maybe it's on that table. Whoa! And the coin like didn't read up on any of the roster changes or follow any preseason action either. No, the the coin was not busy touting no name fullbacks for the Chargers in the preseason. Who Xander Shoffley with the touchdown fullback Chargers? Yeah, yeah or Mr. Carter, the wide receiver. I mean, DeAndre De- DeAndre Carter is like a known person. He like I, yeah. I I saw Carter and he was out there. And did, Tim's like, oh, that's Kyle Carter, or Tyler Carter. I was like, what? Who is that? And then we like scour. I scoured the roster. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's DeAndre Carter, man. Well, then CBS used the wrong photo for him when they scored a touchdown. So they didn't use a touchdown for him when he scored a touchdown because they didn't have one. No, yeah, no, they used for the fullback. They, they, they put one. a white guy, like a random white guy, who I didn't even recognize. Um, even though I know who Horvath is, right. uh, I had no idea who the graphic was they put up, but yeah, it's, uh, Deandre Carter from the Redskins. I think he went to all uh, pro bowls or something. He's supposed to be the kick returner and he's forced into, to some of that. So I, I don't, I don't know. We got here. We got here fast. Um, Tim. Oh yeah. Cause Tim brought up his Sunday night Horvath. Um, yeah, I was wondering how we got on the Chargers before we actually got to the Chargers because I well, swear it's it also wasn't the first me, game, people. So. Well, yeah, but it wasn't me though. Wasn't yeah, but, me. But we're not there yet. Did you tune in? Uh, thanks to everyone who tuned into the Sunday night evening show. I'm just stalling while Paul goes to his car and get me that Fijian coin so we have something to flip here for the coin. Uh-oh. But did you enjoy the Sunday night show, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I was in a good mood, so I enjoyed it. Um, I I enjoyed a new friend. I enjoyed Tim. It feels like, as you sort of described, like you're just going to choose your own adventure. Chris will be on this week. I'm sure it'll probably be a lot more serious of football talk maybe <laughs> than happened last week. But I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's going, you know what I realized about that show? I'm not here. I mean, I guess my first campaign effort for the 2022 Custies, or you call it, or 23 will be that show might in and of itself keep me from from not winning most insane. 
Like it's just another hour of Tim on air weekly saying insane things. Like, I don't like this, Frosty, but watch me demolish it live on air. I didn't demolish it. I ate about a half of it. Yeah, before we told you, you probably need to stop if you don't like it so much. Yeah, like, I just, I did, it's not a Frosty, right? It was a, like, it was a sort of a milkshakey thing. It was okay in terms of that, but it wasn't a Frosty. Like, it, it, it didn't deserve the name Frosty. All right, well, let's get into the games. Hopefully, uh, he doesn't tease the Chargers up, Jeff, because on his five- Five-leg, six-point teaser last week. He got four of the games wrong, so that's not great news. And one of them was no. the Thursday night game. And this week, we got Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by four and a half at home. The over-under in this game, 54 and a half. That's a sky-high total for a Thursday night game. And you know, sometimes it's a shootout. Sometimes it's just super odd of what happens. But the Chargers have beaten Mahomes three of the past four times, Jeff. I don't know if this is a J.C. Jackson, Keenan Allen type, like extra point and a half, or the Chargers, I mean, they could have lost on Sunday despite winning the entire game. There was no chance of that with the Chiefs. They blew the doors off the Cardinals. So is this just a reaction to like, hey, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Of course they're going to stop the Chargers. I like the Chargers plus four and a half. It does seem like the line has moved pretty hard. You would probably would have made the case. I'm not even sure, to be honest, Pat, what the advanced I think it was line three. here. Pretty is. sure it was three. Um, I'm supposed to have this like be dominant attitude, but I'm such a passive dud, I guess, that I feel like this is just a house money spot for the Chargers. It's Arrowhead. It's prime time. It's it's the season opener for the best, the best fans in football. Despite some of them still talking like they got triplets when only one baby's come out yet, the best fans in football. I remember when the Chiefs were a 3-5 win team, they had prime time. They were the best. Um, so I like um, it'll be a huge it'll be a huge test. J.C. Jackson would change everything because there hasn't been an hour since that football game ended where I haven't thought what this defense can be when J.C. Jackson is taking care of 35% of it. When Derwin James, who can cover Renfro one-on-one in the slot, cover a tight end like Waller one-on-one anywhere, blitz the quarterback for a sack, tackle your running back for a loss, and when the game is on the line. Devontae Adams goes in motion. Boo! Who's following? Derwin James. Derwin, Derwin, Derek Carr didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do. Sack! Um, so I can't imagine what might happen when Der- when J.C. Jackson gets back to this sucker. I, I'm picking the Chargers because I'm me and it's just like for the brand and it's Thursday night and to be 2-0 would be a nut. And I crushed it last night. Thanks to you, Pat. Thanks to Pozzola. Even going to throw Ken Barkley in that. That first half Seattle was the nuts. It was the it best. It was the nuts. The best. Um, before the fumbles. Like, they should have been up 10 at the half. The nuts. Uh, and I'm going to press it all on Thursday night. That being said, you got to be a moron to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm going <laughs> to do it. So, Tim... The coin is also taking the Chargers. I don't know if you're going to make it a Chargers clean sweep, but since the Dolphins won, didn't seem like you spent too much time on Dolphins Reddit. I saw you trolling Chargers Reddit. Spent some time on Chargers Reddit where 
after a win, people's number one concern was when is that OC being fired? Uh, when is Lombardi going? Why isn't he gone already? It was the the strangest reaction I had seen to a fan base getting a week one win was we need to let that OC go. Uh, I thought that was curious. But it led me to looking up some stats and actually, and this the reason I think I'm going to take the Chiefs in this game. The Chiefs converted on first downs 31% of the time on Sunday. The Chargers converted on first down Horrible. 8 8% of the time. There you have it. A team that converts, I mean, even the Chiefs were a little bit uh, too frequent on first down, and maybe if the Chargers were a little bit too infrequent. The, the, that gap between two teams, to me, is so big uh, in a game with, uh, with two pretty studded offenses that I feel obliged to take Kansas City in this spot. I uh, would just encourage maybe go, ch- I don't disagree, and I've never been to Reddit. I swear on my children's life I've never been to Chargers Reddit let alone a Jets fan who probably spent time on five different teams' Reddits yeah. this Patriots week. Patriots Reddit. That, that's over, just an over-under. Over-under um, three-and-a-half Reddits for team Reddits for Tim on Sunday. Because I'm guessing Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, Chargers at least. Bills, maybe? Jets. No, Bills is too positive no, no, for I didn't, him I didn't go, go near. I didn't go near Bills or Dolphins. And yeah. I, I don't need that. Why uh, did you I, go? What brought you to Chargers Reddit after the win in the first place? Honestly, I was curious to see how they reacted to that win because I thought that other than Herbert, I wasn't too impressed with the game. I thought Eckler was underwhelming. I thought the offense, they, the offense struggled. The offense stagnated 20, if, and if, almost. If Carr had been a little more careful with the ball, I think the Raiders probably would have won. Like it was weird, right? So like the Chargers won. I was just curious how they reacted to that game. And the reaction was fire Lombardi for the most. I mean, I mean there was obviously celebration <laughs> too, but it was fire Lombardi. I was like, really fire him after a win. I All mean, right. listen, if you got to, that's where we are now. If you got to experience the game with me, I was losing my mind. I mean, we're playing for second and seven with Justin Herbert. It was a goddamn joke. It was refreshing to see Lombardi uh, in his, it would have been later in the week because they're playing Thursday. He actually had to meet the media yesterday, uh, and it didn't show up on YouTube or Twitter, but the Chargers app had it, you know? Okay. Um, he admitted, like, he looked at it again. He's watched it again. Like, he was way too conservative. Most coaches would have just, like, talked their way into what they were doing was right, and they won the game, and there was all a purpose that worked. So that was encouraging to see. Uh, to your point of like 31% to 8%, I would probably go look at what the Chargers did on first down versus Kansas City last year. Um, you, I think they know it's a bit of a different animal. Fourth and Staley was sort of boring versus the Chiefs in good and in bad. Um, but you're not wrong. It drove me nuts. So I guess the Reddit people who do that clearly noticed. Watching the game, I noticed, and it was driving me nuts. Even with Keenan Allen leaving, Keenan Allen's not going to play. I'm encouraged to hear that it might not be as long as I anticipated of an injury um, for Keenan. And people, I mean, the Chiefs were just phenomenal. And it's like everyone is back in. Despite me picking Arizona last year, every piece of content we did from the Mahomes trade through offseason previews was me showering them with praise, not really surprised one bit felt really stupid as that injury report came out we recorded this show so early last week by the time there was an injury report there were like 17 cardinals on it uh i definitely did a big gulp as it pertained to that selection 
Were you proud um, of Mike Williams' performance as soon as Keenan went down? Good, Mike Williams I'll really bet, stepped I'll up, didn't he? I'll bet you right now because we didn't make the bet last week. Hey, look, he better he better play well beer this beer week. Drinking, he better play well this week. Out of a shoe. Yeah, he better be playing well this week because if he can't he show up they, this they, week against the Chiefs secondary, uh, you know, then good luck. So do you want to make a, the bet then finally? Yeah, I'll drink a Pepsi out of a shoe. So what, if, like if he scores this week? Let's say he either has to score or he has to have 100 yards receiving. Ah! Either or. Yes, that, either or. Oh, my God. I, 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 like yes. that, I like that Tim just added to, like, you were willing to just say touchdown or nothing. He's giving you more. I, I, secretly, I think that Tim wants to do a shoey with a crystal light Pepsi. No, uh, this is how confident I am that Mike Williams, the vaunted Mike Williams, who as soon as he went out was oh, shut down shit. I by the talk world's to you. greatest Raider secondary. No, the- you're, this is your move. This is your move. You come on like Sunday, like you come on and you're like, people call Mike Williams Jerry Rice. No, you're the only guy who like calls Denzel Mims Jerry Rice or Elijah Moore jerry rice like no one else does that so when mike williams has a bad game despite me saying i think there's a big season in store for mike williams you can't turn it around and say i heard he was jerry rice you're the only sick person that actually does things like that and then you call other people out on it for your like craziness that that no 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 wrong tim tim do you like the Chiefs' secondary no not really oh well it just although got... they no longer although they no longer have soren you... oh, so this bet is right in right. though right this bet is in yeah yeah, yeah tim hey, is great. keenan allen look at his game logs versus the chiefs in his career pat yeah, but he's like not... you well, are well, get this is, ready well, this is a dnp maybe the whole thing was that he tried to take keenan allen out of the game and all of a sudden mike williams was left to roam free now that you don't have that option but trent mcduffie first round rookie corner for the chiefs just placed on injured reserve so he's not playing for at least eight weeks. Let's have the whole ma- I mean, the PME universe is- anytime Mike Williams touchdowns Thursday night. Like, let's all have a party because it's we're on. We're on. You're done, Tim. You're- no chance. And right. I, what do I have to drink? What am I doing? Well, what would be miserable? Do you have any Verner's ginger ale? I like to see you drink yeah, that. Well, out I, of I, I could take a can from my dad's. My I know dad you hate that sure. stuff. Why don't you drink that out of a shoe? That would make me happy. It's honestly like cat piss, but I've never had <laughs> Great. cat piss. <laughs> Great. Great. Then that's then the, the, there you have it. I yeah. just, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing really else to say. The Chiefs are amazing to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Look, Even if I will you do like it. The I'll do it Sunday night live on the show. I'll bring the. If I lose, I'll bring what I need to bring with me for Sunday night. Even if you like the Chargers, betting against Patrick Mahomes, you should we know. Yeah, not. don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. We got you. You've said it five times now. <laughs> no, but like it's just a rule to live by. I don't. I don't know, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'll probably do it on the money line. I'm sick. Sunday games. Before we get into it, I do have the winners of the $1,000 I'm giving away. So congratulations to $250 to each of these two. And I'll contact you on Twitter. We'll get it PayPal'd right to you. You'll be good to go. At FF underscore Pulse underscore 88. Either you're born in 88 or you're a big fan of the Big E, Eric Lindros. Our boy CDG, who was on the desk on Sunday, used to have a shirts off pick of Eric Lindros in his like childhood bedroom because he thought it was, it was just weird. But 
but he loved Eric Lindros, and that was a poster they sold, so he had it up on the wall. And at you know the poster, yeah, you know the poster. It's from like '94. At Pan Fried Beats on Twitter, also a winner of 250 bucks. The winner of the $500 straight cash, homie. At the next universe on Twitter. Thank you all for leaving those reviews, subbing to the show, turning on the auto downloads. It's already helped out in a big way. Share the show around, tell a friend. I do want to give a special shout out to Mr. Roper, who left the first comment on the video last week. Uh, he said, we were, he said, Pat, so glad you released the show early. Uh, his mom suddenly passed away two days before and he was going through it hard. He said that the show brought some joy. So I'm glad we were able to do that for you. We're all thinking about you. Hope uh, it's starting. I mean, it's just it's nine days out now so i'm sure it's not really alleviated all that much but hopefully you're getting better hopefully you have your chin up and now we're thinking about you i just wanted to let you know that patriots at steelers kicks off the sunday slate of games pittsburgh looks like Najee harris is playing so that's a thing mac jones probably gonna play but he's he's Timmy's uh he has a he has a bad back he's got back spasms he's a backyotomy uh apparently that's what happens that's concerning uh, apparently that's what happens when you lose to Tua. You have to fake a back injury, but here we are. The Steelers are underdogs at home by one point. Uh, they could not have played worse, yet still won on Sunday, Tim. Like, their offense is just absolute dog shit. It's unbelievable. Yes, I continue to be shocked that the Steelers managed to win the football game despite the way they played. But, I mean, the Patriots look dead uh, as doornails, too. However, I refuse to overreact too much from week one. And I still think this Patriots team is not as nearly as bad as they looked. I think it's an overreaction. It's never a good look to lose to Tua, particularly when he did play all that particularly well, and you still lose by two touchdowns. Uh, he, had the fifth highest, take, hey, he had the fifth highest QBR of the day. We, we also watched the game, and he was not particularly but, okay, sharp, well, how, and he how, missed how, open receivers how, all over how, the place. How come when Zach Wilson plays poorly, but he has a decent QBR, it's the first thing you I point see. to? So let's not actually talk about Tua. No, no, but, but, I, no, no, hold let's on. Let's then just I, flip I, the no, subject no, 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 into no, a shut, subject you're more mute, comfortable mute him, talking about. Mute, mute him so I can finish my point. <laughs> Jeff, I'll talk to you about this. How is it when... He can use all of this. It's like when DVOA doesn't agree with him, DVOA doesn't make any sense, and we, we shouldn't trust it. But when it does agree with him, it's the only thing you should look at. If Tim had a, a, a young quarterback who had the winning percentage of Tua, there would not be a show where that isn't, like, dumped on us. Like, in waves. At any criticism, it would just be the guy is a winner. Think about Tim as put Mike White on the pedestal, right? Like, so what he would do with that winning percentage that Tua has? He wasn't perfect. He made the plays. He's 4-0 against Bill Belichick. Justin Herbert is 0-2. And considering this is Justin Herbert's third year in the league, to have already played a non-division team twice, it's a lot. Who even knows when they'll play him again? Well, play him again in three years. It's math. But, um, yeah, like, Full credit, like full credit. I will not try to take any credit away from that. So, Tim, who are you picking in this game? I am going to take the Patriots. I'm not going to overreact from one week. I still think the Patriots are decent. Uh, I still don't believe much in Pittsburgh. I think it's one game. I mean, I'm not certainly near, not nearly as confident as I was a week ago, but I'm not going to give up yet. Uh, I'm going to take New England. 
I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this game. I know that losing Watt uh, is not ideal, Jeff, from what I've heard when you lose the defensive player of the year. And the Patriots, off, I mean, they gave up the, the strip sack to the Dolphins, but I thought by and large their offensive line wasn't really the problem. It was just a lack of creativity on offense and, like, nothing. They had nothing. They had nothing. They were all out of ideas. At least, you know, Trubisky might, like, run around in circles. Deontay Johnson could do something. They were running reverses with Chase Claypool. And I think that even without Watt, the Pittsburgh defense is still really good. So, home, I mean, it's the slightest of slight home dogs, but I'll take the plus one in Pittsburgh. You? I actually really like the Patriots. I would consider this being my super lock. Do it. Uh, the Steelers Dare are. Dare you. They fall. Pardon? Dare you to take the Patriots as your super lock and have Brian. Well, no, because the quarterback is dealing with back spasms and you know, firsthand how horrible that can be, let alone having to be uh, an NFL quarterback. And despite early week, encouraging signs, there's still way too long to go in a week. And I'm not ready to put real money on the, on the Steelers. The Steelers are one of, I want to say three teams who won or didn't lose Indy being one of them who, um, or sorry, they were grossly outgained and they won the game. Sorry, uh, uh, Pittsburgh and Seattle. But also, Pittsburgh played full five quarters to the fullest. Let's go, Patriots, easy. Well, I mean, when you say that they played a full five quarters, I don't know about that. The offense looks pretty rested to me. They have a lot of problems. Uh, I, I don't know what. Well, I mean, I, they can't be tired. They were barely on the field. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. The defense was on plenty. You guys mentioned the Watt injury. There's certainly no replacement for that on any roster in the league. I I'm taking the Patriots, an emotional overtime win versus a division rival as an underdog versus a team that got totally spanked um, in their division. One and one, both teams after Sunday. Uh, so Tim and Jeff taking the Patriots minus one. Myself and the coin dogpiling on the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus one in this matchup. Washington at Detroit. Detroit, all of a sudden, you know, they make that ferocious comeback and fall short. A lot like week one last year against San Francisco. It was almost a mirror game of how Detroit played. They got up a little bit early, got smoked for a while, and then that was it for them. But they're favored by now two and a half at DraftKings Sportsbook over the Commanders of Washington, coming off a win themselves. 49 and a half is the over-under in this spot. Jeff, Carson Wentz, is he better than Matt Ryan? He certainly was yesterday. That was, that was, um, or on that Sunday. was, that was it it yesterday, pal. <laughs> it all feels like a blur there. We did watch football yesterday, but it does feel like Pat that Detroit got more respect from the advanced number to where it stands now for their comeback fallen short than Washington has for their great effort in coming back to Detroit win. pulled off the Feinberg. They covered, but Philadelphia won. They, they pulled off the Feinberg. Both, both games that we joked about that, someone played that as a parlay. They played Saints money line with Falcons five and a half. Then they played Philly money line with Detroit uh, against the spread and parlayed them together and won money. And credited you, Jeff. You get all the credit. He does. I, I, they're the Jeffs. Yes, I. but I wanted none of the credit as we recorded last week. <laughs> For this, I even shunned him for 
taking what I said and say and telling people that that could be actionable information. It seems like someone did um, turn that turn that in into action. Yeah, I, I'm seeing the the advanced line on this game was like a pick 'em Redskins minus one. Now it's Lions, and they might oh, even oh Jeff. Yeah, you're, oh. you're you're making hard work for uh, for Paul here. You know this is bull. This is bull crap. It's the third time you've said it in this show already. But it's the per. Who does that? You. I haven't been named that in like three years now, Jeff. <laughs> uh, why is this person still using that terminology? That's you. You're using that. It's just like how Tim can't figure out that the Raiders play in Vegas. The site. The guy I use to read advanced lines, I guess, is one of. Yes, it's coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> is, is oh, I'm just so in the moment. Um, shit, what, no. What, I, what eight chan thread do you read for football analysis? Jeff? <laughs> That's why he's not on Reddit. Yeah, he's too busy on four Red, chan. Red, Reddit's, chan Reddit, or... Reddit's too fucking woke for me. I need to be on eight chan spread picks. Ruth social Feinberg's picks. <laughs> you would I'm not gonna lie to you, you would kill on Truth Social. <laughs> oh shucks. No, I'm really mad. Uh because I was so proud that I thought I was so good at like I hadn't done any of those mistakes all off season in our season our season shows and Last week, oh, oh gosh darn it! I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Washington Commanders. Although I love football team, but I'm gonna take the the Commanders. I'm still not in on the Lions. I think it's gonna be a lot like last year. They're still gonna suck. One thing that I happened to notice when they gave up the four rushing touchdowns, and this wasn't you know gripping insight, but I think you can run all over them. So expect a lot of Antonio Gibson in this game. Good for your fantasy team, Tim. Yeah, my one and oh fantasy team. Oh my god, you! Won. I'll have you know, I did. Well, I have Ch- Jamar Chase, and I have Gibson and Waddle and, uh, and Waddle and Burrow ended up having a decent day once he got his touchdowns in, and uh, I had somebody else go off too. Dotson, you played. Uh, you played. played well. da- you played Dotson. Did I play Dotson? Or did I bench Dotson? I have Dotson in this week. I know that for a fact. So zero points uh, coming for Dotson. I'm good, at, I'm good at picking up these super rook receivers. I do it year after year. Who else had a good day for me? Oh, no, Drake London did fine for me. Uh, so he, so you put that together, and that was my day. Uh, so, yeah, I won. Um, I'm going to take Detroit. I think this line tells you that Las Vegas thinks that both teams are about equal. I, well, I think Detroit's a touch better. I don't, don't believe in this commander's team at all. Um, they had to go to the wire against Jacksonville, who I think is a pretty bad football team. So, all in all, indoors, I like the Lions here. I think they nearly pulled it off against a very good roster in Philadelphia. This is a much better team, or sorry, a much worse team than Philadelphia. I think the Lions win. That's Again, I'm not going to overreact from what I saw from week one. I like the Lions in the preseason. I still have to stick with Detroit, so that's where I'm going. Everything kind of leans me towards Washington in the matchup. I mean, I th- really feel like the name Commandos would have been so much better than Commanders. Just I don't know how you shorten Commanders. What do you call them? The Commies? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, they, they are the Reds, so they could be the Commies. Like, I just don't know what you shortened it to. The, the... You call them the Maders and be on your way. <laughs> anyway. I, I'm going to take Detroit as well. 
I don't have a ton of confidence in it, but a lot of that comeback, I mean, Travis Etienne, my guy in fantasy, ended up dropping two touchdowns. Like, the Jags had ample opportunity in that game to score. It's just they were relatively incompetent once they got inside of the red zone. And at least Detroit has shown the ability to punch it in once they get in close. So, I mean, like, Wentz, Wentz, Wentz still did Wentz things. Like, Wentz is going to throw a two-yard interception. Just, here's the ball. Why don't you take it? And it just turns out that Jacksonville intercepted it this year where they did not do that last year until the very final week of the season so I think Detroit gets right in this one I'm with Jeff though I'm not sold on the Lions whatsoever but I'll be taking them this week against the spread minus two and a half Miami and Baltimore does- what I was gonna say it seems like the smart people way smarter than me like really do like the Lions and were their loss was that was way more impressive than Washington's win that was worth cutting me off over. I I tried to come in at the same time. I felt there was a pause. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I, I feel like I've been good this show. So I'm. I'm mad that that's where I I did it. Like of all things yeah, to say, you've been really well behaved on this show. Definitely. <laughs> what did I do? You started with the Charger game, and then you even brought up like Xander Horvath at the top, or people don't even know what you're talking about. Next game, Tua at Lamar. We got a banger coming on right now, down to minus three and a half at DraftKings Sportsbook. It opened at four and a half. Here comes the Dolphins' money. 44 and a half is the over-under. We saw this game last year when the Dolphins sucked and they still won. I'm considering this for super lock contention, Mr. Andercust. Dolphins plus three and a half. Probably money line as well. Yeah, I mean... What would concern me if I were a Ravens fan was that they had tremendous difficulty moving the football for the vast majority of Sunday. They got a couple of plays where they got behind the Jets secondary and scored, but it was tough slogging. The Jets had to turn the ball over at one point to give Baltimore a chance to score. Like the Ravens, like the Jets may have a good D, but not that good. Uh, Baltimore looked pretty anemic on offense for most of the game. So that would make me a little anxious. The thing is, though, two is terrible. So I think that the – and look, everything sort of conspired well for Miami. They had a game at home. It was super hot. Mac Jones was hurt. Uh, you know, they had whatever fans like to pretend they're Dolphins fans early in the year were there. And things worked out well for them. And now we're going to Baltimore, a home opener, against a far more dynamic quarterback, uh, against a quarterback who's not 6,000 years old and can push the ball and doesn't, as soon as there's an ounce of pressure – fall on the ground or try to throw it into the crowd. Uh, just it's a tough, tough spot. I don't think their linebackers are effective enough to make the tackles that you have to make when you play Baltimore's approach to uh, to football. And look, the, the Dolphins have good corners, but the Ravens, for the most part, are not a team that you need to worry about that with. They're not a uh, – that's not somewhere where Miami's advantage at corner is going to cash out Miami the same way it would against other teams. So uh, – Ravens don't have the great receivers, right? So the Dolphin corners don't really have the great advantage that you would usually have in a game where teams throw a lot. Anyway, I think everything's just adding up for Baltimore to win the game, but maybe not blow them out. So you're taking Baltimore against the spread or Miami? Baltimore. Okay, so you're taking Baltimore. Jeff, so we have Juwan James. 
is going to be out for the season. Kyle Fuller is now out for the season. They were already missing Jimmy Smith. Like it's ha- it's happening all over again with these injuries for the Ravens. Like they're getting banged up and banged up. It doesn't look like J.K. Dobbins is going to be back. And listen, as, my, as great as the Jets' defense is, that uh, the front seven for Miami looked pretty good against the Patriots in attacking and shutting down the run. It's like the Patriots wanted to run the ball. That couldn't happen. I think the speed, especially against some of these backups in the secondary between Waddle, between Hill, the way that Rob Pozzola and or Gary and Thorne was able to scheme these guys <laughs> completely open into space. I mean, like you said, Tua didn't even have to hit them all the time. And it was still not a problem. Uh, just what they can do after the catch and even using Edmonds out of the backfield, it feels like Miami's speed in this particular game, Jeff, is going to be too much. I like Miami. I will be taking Miami as well to start 2-0. and uh, So people will be like, bye-bye, or whatever <laughs> Tim was screaming as he mocked them to 0-7, uh, giggling away as the season started. But you hit it on the nail, Pat. We clearly haven't spoken about this game before right now. Certainly not off air. It's happening again with the injuries. And I don't think Marcus Peters is going to even be back. The Ravens have become that team. That team that, I don't know, maybe the Chargers, God willing, used to be. Or other teams have have been. Uh, it's It's not good. That that can't be good. They they played an extended preseason game, it seems, getting that game versus the Jets last week. But Ugh. Miami, who I was fairly critical and honestly still want to remain critical in some ways of the personnel that they do have on defense. I don't think it's a really talented group. But as I mentioned before, McDaniel kept Flores' defensive coordinator. They have this magic of being able to create turnovers that we pretty much looking at the math. How can it not regress the first drive of the season? The Patriots are moving is the most easiest creative things they were doing in the whole game. Turnover Miami started with one. So they seem to be getting that. Uh, I'm not, you know, I can't predict it happening again week two, but as much as Baltimore's injuries are continuing, the Miami Dolphins dominating the, the turnover battle just doesn't even matter what two is going to do if they do that in the turnover battle. It just seems like the Dolphins are just a really good matchup for the Patriots. And maybe that's just what it is. It is matchup against New England well. Maybe. I maybe. mean, if if, 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 if Lamar can take advantage of that second level, um, then the Miami could be in trouble. But... I don't like this spot here for the Ravens. Miami's going to ride that momentum to to 2-0, and and they're going to be a team probably after this, when they win, I think, on Sunday, where we're still a long way away, but the conversation's going to change a bit. It's going to change a bit. They might be in a new tier on Sunday night. You know, the conversation will turn into, is Tua better than Lamar? And everyone will agree. And then Miami will instantly trade Tua for Lamar and all will be solved for the Dolphins. That's how this plays out. That way he'll get it. Someone maybe should offer the Ravens a trade. I don't know. They really don't want to pay Lamar, so (laughs) do something else. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone, maybe they are hoping someone, I don't know that they're hoping but I don't know that they would like instantly slam the phone down either if you came in with what is market competitive. I don't even know what that is. Tim, for, for, Tim, um, Tim, how about this? 
the Jets get on the phone. They say, we'll give you Zach Wilson for Lamar. Would you, would you be okay with that? Oh, sure. Lamar's, of course, yes, I would be. For Lamar, absolutely. They should do that. I'd pay Lamar whatever he wanted. I'd write him a blank check and say, here you go. They should, they should try that out. If they really don't want to pay Lamar, here's Zach Wilson. You know, it takes him 38 weeks to recover from a two-week injury, but you know, we'll be good to go. Miami, Miami, Baltimore, Miami. You're the only one on Baltimore in this spot, Tim. So a big swing game for you in the uh, the season-long race to the most spread picks correct. Indy and Jacksonville is up next. Jacksonville is a four-point dog at home. It feels like they should be a bigger dog at home. Is I, I can't figure – this line just absolutely confuses me, Tim. Is, is this an overreaction to the Colts tying the Texans? It is, and as much as I despised how Indianapolis played on Sunday, I expect Indianapolis to win this by two touchdowns or something. Like, maybe not that much, but, like, I feel like they're going to win it very comfortably. Everybody is very skeptical about how Indianapolis played for good reason. They look terrible against the Texans. Everybody is going to be – I think Jacksonville is going to be a very popular home underdog. They looked good last week against the Commanders. The Colts looked bad. Oh, my God, you give me four points. I think the Jags are going to be a very square side. I think the Colts have to be the right side in this game. I'm going to play Indianapolis. The coin is going with Jacksonville. The weird thing about Indianapolis, Jeff, was they should have scored like 400 points against the Texans. They kept like marching the ball down the field, and all of a sudden, nope, got, got Texans ball. <laughs> they had over 500 yards, Pat. They outgained them by, I think, over 220 yards. They commit the... You know, going for it on fourth down and being dominant is important and not taking field goals is important. But how do you put this? When you're playing Josh Allen, when you're playing Patrick Mahomes, it's okay to swing and miss for the win early in the game. If you're going to die, just die, right? But when you're playing the Texans, you've (laughs) got to be able to have a different mindset about it. It's almost like as we recap Tim, Captain Tim Anderson's heroic win in the Ryder Cup this past fall. His opponent should have just kicked the can down the road and made Tim Anderson make the mistake. Make Tim Anderson hit four or five more golf shots on this hole. He will certainly skull one of them. But no. But no, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. We're, Chargers are playing Mahomes Thursday. They got to go for broke from go. But it, when they play the Texans in two weeks, kick me that fucking field goal early. Like, that's it. That's it. You got to understand what's going on and who you're against. And to piggyback the loss of the week 18 into week one, I know it sounds crazy. I'd almost argue it's fireable to lose a week 18 play-in game to the Jags and followed it up with not beating Houston week one. Um, yeah. Indy but for you? The line seems weird because they did get 500 yards and should have won by four touchdowns. But Houston's fun. You guys were both mentioning it. Davis Mills is, I don't know, they might not be horrible. They're competitive in, in some respects. I don't really know what to make of it. It will be big if Shaq Leonard is out, though, I think, for for Indy. That will be big, and I don't think he's going to play. The line reeks. I'm still going to take the Colts 
but no confidence, no bet, truly. Yeah, I should have just continued with the trend. The Colts had lost week one, eight straight years. There's no way they're going to lose to the Texans. Nope, they lose. They can't beat Jacksonville for whatever reason. This line is super fishy to begin with. I am blindly playing Jacksonville plus four. Just me and the I coin. I like it. Me, well, and, me and the coin are just going, you know, Jacksonville, I don't, I'm maybe Etienne. He drops that French accent and he actually catches the pass and goes to the end zone. That would be very nice for my man, Travis Steven. But uh, yeah, something needs to happen here. And I don't know if the Jags have their number for whatever it's like. I like uh, anyone with the balls to do it. Under Frank Reich, the Colts have been like miserable in September. It's really bizarre. I mean, maybe that's because they've had Matt Ryan as their quarterback this year. Carson Wentz the year before. Phillip Rivers the year before that maybe it just takes some time in order to get these veteran quarterbacks acclimated into the new system. I don't know what it is, but... Like, just the amount of turnover causes them to have these really slow starts. So, the line is weird enough. And Jacksonville, listen, Jacksonville moved the ball. They should have scored more points than they did. So, even if it's like a boat race type game, maybe they lose 27-24, that covers the spread. I'm okay with that. Would Frank Reich be on a hot seat if they, like, got their asses kicked? No. No, but if they were, like, 1-6 or 1-7, yeah, I could see him being out the door. Like, what happened last year, they were easily just blaming Carson Wentz. I would think that if it's Matt Ryan's fault, like, he continues to turn the ball over, seemingly doesn't know how to, like, feel the pressure anymore, and, like, however the hell he played in week one, maybe it's just a bad game, maybe he's fine this week. But eventually you have to start looking at the GM, don't you? It's like you keep bringing in these dud quarterbacks. Like, draft Chris someone. Ballard actually has a reputation for being one of the best roster construction GMs in the entire league. And I guess the division is so bad that they're going to be playing meaningful games, even if they're not nearly as good as people thought they'd be, including myself. And, and listen, I, I would agree with you. When you look at both sides, like you look at the lines, like the offensive line and defensive line, very good. They've really built up at all three levels on defense, like the receiving core is terrible like michael pittman is good jonathan taylor is good and they just have duds all around they got they got cuss boy paris campbell uh out there and he'll probably like blow out his ankles sometime this week after cut after he makes one cast and cuts like oh he's on his way to a thousand yards this year and he'll be out for the year but like this quarterback thing is a real like rivers was good for them wentz was not so far ryan hasn't been like how many shots at this do you get yeah no you cannot answer. That's okay. You can say, I don't know. We can move on. Move on. All right. Jets at Cleveland. Woo! I think it's going to be the big screen game this week. Yeah. Cleveland's favored in this game. They are currently six-point favorites at DraftKings Sportsbook. 40 is the over-under in this game. Jets, he actually did look pretty good. I don't know if it was like, – it was raining quite a bit in New York. And it didn't seem like the Ravens were trying all that much. And the Browns looked far more competent on offense than I think that anyone would have believed under Jacoby Brissett. Like, it took them a 58-yard field goal to win that game against the Panthers, but it wasn't due to lack of offense. Like, they were moving the ball okay. They were running the ball very effectively. Cream Hunt turned out to be a real weapon for them, even more so than Nick Chubb. And just, here's the thing. It's going it's to be Flacco again, Tim. And the Browns And the Browns' defense is better than the Ravens' defense. <laughs> It's, 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 I don't understand it. I, you can take all the receipts you want, Robert Sala, of the people who are doubting the Jets. And look, I have been with the Jets you a are, heck of a lot hey, hold longer on. than you, you have you, been. You are a receipt taker. We know that. You try to remember the things and like, oh, I'll, sure. get, I'll get them but back look, at some point. I, I the, the attitude, though. Look, 
I've been cheering for and been living and dying with the Jets a heck of a lot before, before he came on board and will be a heck of a lot longer after he's gone. So don't talk to me like that. Secondly, you're starting an octogenarian, a quarterback who can't play. You gave him week one. You gave him a chance. Anytime there was an ounce of pressure, he had to throw the ball away. He kept throwing it to places where there were nobody or throwing it to the other team. He can't play. Whether Mike White is good or not is a separate question. Flacco is a no-shot. We got no chance with him. White, at least, we've seen moments of inspiration and exciting play. Uh, maybe even if he throws seven interceptions, I would rather sit there on Sunday and watch Mike White throw six picks trying to do something rather than watching Joe Flacco on third and 13 throw the ball to the line of scrimmage when, when one blitzer makes a partial move through the offensive line. We have to punt again. It's so dispiriting. I can't. I don't understand why you're playing Flacco. Like, it's not the safe play. It's a stupid play. And you haven't defended it. You've just said, oh, well, I just want to you know, take notes as all these people who think that the Jets are bad. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, go ahead and take names. Like, you may very well have to start burnishing your resume for new defensive coordinator positions next season. If this is the way you're going to act, if you're going to play dust at quarterback when you could play anybody who isn't dust, just take a chance. I would rather see Straveller come in from the practice squad and play because at least he will try. He might play terribly and throw nine interceptions. I would rather watch that than whatever the hell Joe Flacco is doing on a down-by-down on -down basis. Like... <laughs> This is so dispirit. The Browns are the first end of the tease. Oh, You're God. teasing the Browns down to a pick them. Uh, the Browns are probably my survivor pick. You cannot pick a Joe Flacco team. You can't pick a Joe Flacco team. Changes everything. You can't. You just, you just can't. Oh. You tell me one word I said that's wrong. The Jets D played inspired football. Salah has got them playing good defense. He had them playing pretty decent, good defense last year. He has no sense of what he's doing on the offensive side of the ball. And it is very disconcerting. And I see absolutely no reason to believe how it's possible a Joe Flacco-led Jets team can win this game on the road. Can't be done. Can't be done. No circumstance under which it can be done. Wow. Can you throw up that picture once again, Paul, please? Jeff, I want you to look at this picture. As was pointed out to me by our good friend Ryan Patterson, who's getting into town tonight. We're going. Are you coming to dinner tomorrow night? I think I am, yes. Excellent news, Jeff that he pointed out that Robert Salah not only has a hit list, he actually looks like Tarzan Dan. <laughs> That'll be there a, that, that, there's a two percenter for the audience. Yeah, he's fed up. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Salah is fed up. Fed up with what? People asking, what are you doing? Do you have a clue what you're doing? Are you ready for the job? I mean, do, do so... you think he has more or less of a clue than Nathaniel Hackett does? Well, we'll come into that. His his father used to make questionable decisions too when he was the Jets' offensive. I remember, I'll never forget the Jets were in a third and eight, and he called a run up the middle on a third and eight when he was a Jets' OC. Like that just was seared into my brain. Uh, but look, Saul has been there for now over a year, and is he fit? You know, your first coaching job wasn't in Buffalo or Jacksonville or in Arizona. It's in New York City. You can't act like this. You can't challenge the New York media. They will eat you alive. They'll skin you and eat you. That's what they do. The media don't want a coach who challenges them like this when you've got nothing to back it up with. What, what are you going to say to them when you lose 36 to nothing or something to Cleveland? 
Are you going to, you know, are they get, uh, what kind of receipts are you taking then? Like, how dare he? He's embarrassing himself. Uh, Jeff, I'm picking the Jets. I think they lose by one point in a really critically heartbreaking fashion. Jets for me. So this was tough. I was kind of ready to take the Browns based on, um, I think they're going to win. And in that case, maybe they should cover. And to the point you probably made all offseason, Pat, or at least in every piece of lead-up content, that there is probably spread value on them um, because of a, a lack of respect with Brissett, but based on the rest of the roster and even with the win last week, you know, if there's a quarterback you trust, this number probably is on a, a key number of seven or more, and you could trust Brissett. The Browns do play Thursday, so it would be a short turnaround in division. Sometimes, you know, history says we like to fade those. But, yeah, Tim has flipped me. Like, Tim's whole rant, I'm going to pick the Jets to win this game. All that being said, I'm happy Tim has caught on that his coach is making fatal errors at the moment. So you are taking Absolute, the Jets. Absolutely. Yeah, I am taking the Jets. Absolutely fatal errors. He has now made fatal error. This is his second, in my opinion, of the season because I do believe toying with Jets fans um, expectations of Zach Wilson's health oh, and potential oh, availability for week one. Shame on you, sir. Shame on you for not understanding what you're doing to your fan base leading into week one. These are grown men that have dealt with heartache their whole life. You just tell them Zach's not going to play. Like, exactly. don't make it like it's, you know, so I do believe that, that that was a mistake. And then to take on the media now, thinking you're taking receipts, running Joe Flacco out there, I get it. I like the Jets. A lot of the young pieces, they've accumulated draft picks. You see that there is talent there. So I am kind of excited that at one moment it could click, and hopefully that's when Zach Wilson returns. But this coach is digging himself a hole. And I thought he was way smarter than that. Way smarter. And this was a team that like people wanted to cheer for. It all flipped. The Giants were the like total laughing stock, and the Jets were the underdog in the summer that people wanted to get behind. And and he goes on like the, it could the, be different. Yeah, he goes and on the we're three and hours the into kicker. the year. We're three hours into the year, and the Jets are just like a clown, uh, like a circus. And the Giants feel like they're on a rocket ship, and things will change quickly. I'm sure. Blames his kicker after that loss. Can you imagine. Can you imagine going out there and saying negative words about the kicker when that was the offensive performance you put out there? Like, you want to talk about a dark place, Jets read it was a dark place on Sunday. <laughs> all right, so Jets. Yeah, a lot of gallows humor. Jets for all of us except for you, Tim? Oh, my God. Until and As long as Flacco's playing, you cannot pick the Jets to win or cover a game. As long as Flacco's there. Can't do it. Oh, we're gonna Can't. Get, we're going to get a Mike White replacement boost here this week, Jeff. You Great. wait. If the Jets were serious about winning, like if they actually were like, how can we win? What is the best strategy for us to win? I only care about winning. You would literally send Strevler out there and try to play army football, getting 3.3 yards of carry Something. and try to win a hand, try to win more third and twos and shorters and shorter than you lose. 
Like, yeah, we're, that we've, would be we've the game plan. We've decided to call somebody's all in with ten high, and just think that's probably good enough. Like, good luck. Oh, it makes me sick. Let's move on to the next game. We got Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Songs. Chris Godwin, it would appear, they are now two-and-a-half-point favorites. Open at three, now down to two-and-a-half at DraftKings Sportsbook at the New Orleans Saints. I guess, Tim, let's just say that you're going to tell us that Brady sucks against New Orleans since he's been in Tampa, unless it's the playoffs. And so right, taking... Everybody knows this is the thing, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's public knowledge. And that's why I'm taking Tampa. Because I think New Orleans, like, I think Jacksonville is going to be a popular underdog at home. And I just don't want to be on that side. I want to be on the, the sharp side, and I want to be on Tampa. I felt like the Buccaneers could have and should have won that game by a lot more. They made a lot of dumb mistakes in the second quarter when they had opportunities in the red zone to put them away. But to Jeff's point, where he talked about quarterback uh, coaches just taking the field goals because they aren't too worried, uh, I think Todd Bowles realized very quickly that Dallas was never going to threaten them. And they didn't need to start taking stupid risks to try to get touchdowns on fourth down. That if they accumulated field goals, they were going to win the ball game, and that's precisely what came to pass. So, I feel like Tampa could have and should have played better. Julio looked rejuvenated. Uh, if he's healthy and ready to roll, like I feel good. I like Tampa here. Uh, the world's going to love New Orleans, but I'm going to take Tampa. I don't know if the world is going to love New Orleans, Jeff, but I'm kind of with Tim here. I think Tampa Bay is just a significantly better team. I was listen. I don't know if all of a sudden Atlanta has a good pass rush, but they had the worst pass rush in football last season. Now there's nowhere to go but up. But they looked like I don't know. They basically looked like the Bills looked against the Rams on Thursday night against the Saints offensive line. The whole thing was supposed to be Saints have a great offensive line, Saints have an awesome defense, and none of those things were true. That was certainly the case. I'm I'm going to buy into the narrative. And as someone with an, a South future on the Saints, I look at this as a hinge game um, for the for the New or Orleans Saints. And I don't I mean, I, I look forward to when we talk about the Falcons when we get there, because I actually have a lot more positives than negatives, even though people are quite uh, down on them for everything that did happen in that game. Um I'm on I'm on the Saints. It's a no it's a no money play, but I still actually feel like they're not getting proper respect on the line here. You think who? Tampa or New Orleans? Uh, I think New Orleans. You think that New Orleans isn't getting or you think they should be favored in this game? I would I would think this game could even be uh yeah, why not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I mean, yeah. Sorry, I don't, I'm trying to see it here. I don't. I don't know why you wouldn't. You know, you don't know why the Saints aren't favored against the Bucks in this game. Hold like on that, a that's, second. That's, that's, that's mind-boggling to you. Can you put up that graphic again? Because it's up. I, what it's, do you it's mean a, favored? You're, you're you're seeming like you said like the spread is off. So you think that the Saints should be favored, not underdogs in this game. Oh, no, that, from, from I what think you, from what you said, that's what I... getting the three points. They aren't getting three points. They're getting two and a half. It's going to be three by game time. I got to pick a two and a half, but I'm thinking long-term Sunday when I'm actually... I don't. I, I also don't okay. think that's true. 
I think no, it's going to be I, like I one. Oh, hold on, am I? I hold on, stop. Am I, am I taking crazy pills, Paul? Did 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 I miss? Did I mishear what he said and just created <laughs> a, my own narrative in my mind? I don't know what's going no, on. No, but, but you make it like the game's a pick'em. I thought the game could it be was. a pick'em, but it's Saints. To, it's Saints two and a half is going to be three. It was three. Now it it's was two and a half. Three. I I switched the boards right before we started recording, so I feel like it just looks like like filthy, filthy trap because. I look at that line yes. and I go, how could I not bet Brady and the Bucks, who looked amazing in primetime, against the Saints, who had to scrape one out yes. to beat the Falcons? Everybody is going to be on New Orleans. Everyone's going to be no, on New Orleans. Everyone's going to be on Tampa. I don't think so. No, I, 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 no, they're not. I mean, I, I we, we don't know the actual percentages of the money that comes. We like to talk about that because that's a fun content thing, but it's just like, look at one place. Here's the amount of money coming in. What does that tell us? I, who knows? I, but I, I, I would wager that, like, the smart money is on New Orleans this week, and more people will just bet New Orleans because of it. Now, it worked last week. I see your hands moving there, Speedy Gonzalez. Just hold on a second. Uh, it's like last week. The, the, all of the most publicly backed underdogs last week were Houston, the Giants, and Pittsburgh. They all covered, and two of them won outright. So I think that the Saints are going to be in that spot this week. I so like I the Saints, lose. and I don't think the public cares about Brady's record versus them. I don't think the public cared about the Dolphins record versus Brady. Like, it doesn't stop them. It won't stop them. I guess some early money has moved it off the three, but it's going to get right back there. I have no doubts about it. It sucks for me to have to say to, you know, on the paper, I'm only going to get two and a half, but I take the three and I would consider the Saints even as close to a pick em. The one concern for me here and how New Orleans wins this game is just like, I don't know what to make of the offensive line for the Bucks. Now they've, they've lost another piece of it. If the pass rush is as good historically as it has been in New Orleans, at least the past few years, which did not materialize at all in week one against the Falcons, if that shows up, yeah, then Brady's in real, like, it's the formula to beating Brady. They're just going to, like, rush him directly up the middle, blow up the center, and make him get, get off his spot, and they're going to be absolutely awful, atrocious on offense. I just don't see it happen. I think the Bucks win pretty handily, actually. It's me. Carolina, oh my God, Carolina at the Giants. Uh, Carolina is a two and a half point underdog. The Giants are favored by two and a half points. Uh, I'll make this easy, Tim. I'm going to take Carolina because I think people are way too in love with the Giants who literally have one play. It's a good play, but they only have one play. Yeah, the line is off. These are not equal teams. Panthers are a better team between the two. Uh, I am not laying points with Daniel Jones. I see no reason to do so. Carolina played Cleveland to a draw essentially on Sunday they played decently uh the, the Giants are just not as talented I like the I like the Panthers here too uh Jeff the coin is taking the New York football Giants and you might just say you know what Matt Rule versus Brian Dable give me Brian Dable 100% of the time I'd buy that argument maybe and maybe in the future but I'm with the two of you I'm just taking Carolina blind it's a game that I haven't really overthought I don't want to lay points with the Giants uh Maybe it's just a part of my internet interneting experience that um, is just so overwhelmed with Giants fans, or it's so rare that I saw seen a cluster of Giants fans happy that like it was um, like the newness of it. So I noticed it uh, overwhelmingly, but I'm going to take Carolina here in a bit of a bounce back. 
although Baker was totally embarrassing, don't really have anything else to say. So I'm just going to use this game to ask Tim a question that I've been asked by multiple people in the last week who don't even know each other, but are fans of this show. Tim, did you beat off to the Queen last week? Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Our, our friend did. We got one in the chat. Didn't you see that earlier, Tim? No, I didn't. He's having Queen beats in honor on Monday. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's terrible. Well, I know, like you're in, you know, you have your your tastes in everything are mature. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that does bring us to the midway point of the show, which means it's time for a mini version of Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner. <laughs> I would like to know, and maybe you guys don't have this same sentiment because of where you live. But I, I, live, in, I, live, I live in the same place as you. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the structure. Oh, I live in a building that has an elevator. You don't. Jeffrey doesn't. I am now I am now convinced as someone who uses an elevator all the time. We need to bring back elevator operators. <laughs> I don't know when they went away, but we need to have them back. It is such an inconvenience when your hands are full of groceries and you get on that elevator and you've got to like lift them up onto your knee and like shimmy your arm around and like push your button and sometimes you push the wrong button. And you got to push a different button and then like rearrange it all and stand there. Or you're standing next to the elevator button and someone else gets on there and they ask you if they can push the button. And you're like, you then like have to do it sort of thing. You have to like push that button rather than it be someone's job to do it. I don't, I, elevator operators were very reasonable. It was a thing we should have had, we had for, uh, it was practical. I'd like to see them return. I would rather have somebody push my elevator buttons for me. And that sort of be their job. And you get to know that person. You get to chat with that person every day. Uh, you know, hi, John. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. Where are you off to today? It can be a personable thing. Someone who, I mean, again, because you two don't live in elevator places, you maybe not feel as strongly as I do. But I do live in an elevator place and take elevators frequently. And I can tell you that having an elevator operator would be legit. And I wish I had it. I, I Go I, to your condo board. Yeah, like, go, you go to your condo board this. right you now. You can all have your condo fees go up <laughs> monthly because you're all splitting this cost. If that's something you and your the, the, the people, you, you could go up at the annual meeting and present your case and be like, I yearn for the time where I could drive home and not have to pump my gas and not have to hit an elevator button. But the world we live in, requires it a lot of newer modern buildings with doorman the actually doorman actually picks the floor for you yeah he presses the, oh really yeah he presses any button yeah he presses the button at the like at the concierge station then it just directs you to the elevator that you're going to it says the floor that you're going to you just walk in that's legit see that is big savings over paying someone even if you paid them like okay so here's the thing. Why won't you press the button for someone? Like, hey, can you I, press? Oh, I always do. Oh, I always do. But you don't seem I like, just, what the fuck is the problem? 
or I hate having to ask people. What? What? To push you know what? Me. They are happy to do it. They see you have your hands full. It's like, could you hit seven for me? No, they're and not I, happy I, to I, do I, it. They're, they'll oblige, but they're not happy to they, do okay, it. Okay, you know what? Maybe they're not happy, but they're not mad to do it either. It's just something that you do. Again, this goes back. Think, we uh, talked on we okay. talked on Sunday night about your lack of participation in proper society. This is just another piece of it. No, it's not. It, uh, it, like it seems to me, it would be more convenient for all involved. If somebody was there to operate the buttons, because I push the wrong button frequently enough. It's a disaster. Whoa, wait, 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 what do you mean you press the wrong button? There's a lot of buttons. Sometimes I mean to push seven and I push eight, or I mean to push five and I push six. How fat's I, your thumb? No, just I'm not paying attention closely enough. Like I'm trying to balance all these weights on my legs and my arms because I'm carrying a handful of groceries in. And because they got rid of the plastic grocery bags, I have to use those paper grocery bags now. And they don't have handles onto them. So you got to like lift these big old paper grocery bags and like try to balance them on your arm or something to get a hand free to push a button and then have to get them rebalanced. And it's like, it's such Listen. an inconvenience. I need to, I don't want to pump my own gas. I don't want to have to push my own elevator buttons. I don't want to have to put, rack my own weights at the gym. I want these. I don't want to make my reservations at the restaurant. I don't want to do these things. Okay, so how often would this person have to? This work? is what the task rabbit is for. I know you're, you're going like, to tell me. This is no, what no, 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 no. Here's the thing. I I get that you want to live in 1953. That's okay. I like that you've now lived in an apartment complex for six months, where I did it for a decade. Yet I don't know anything about elevators, but you do. You're the expert on elevators. You, you haven't you, lived with him in a while. You've forgotten. I haven't lived with him in a while. I think I lived in a condo building like it's two years like ago. It's not like you worked. Yeah, but you did no elevator in that place. In a building downtown Toronto. Like, what are you talking about, Tim? Okay, so how, let's let's come up with a solution to this then. I think it's pretty easy. So, what's the minimum wage here? Is it like fifteen bucks an hour or something? I I don't know. Okay, so Tim Too Rich doesn't know what it is. We'll say it's we'll just call it. We'll call it fifteen. It's a horrible job. No, hold hold on, hold on. It's probably a lot better. Great job. Is it really? You want to do it? I would rather do and mow a lawn or like any other type of like or flip a hamburger at burger king or work the front desk at the counter at walmart i would rather be paid to get to meet people in a nice air-conditioned elevator and push okay buttons. so you would like to get paid to meet people in an elevator yet when you meet people in an elevator you're freaked out to talk to them because it's not their job i'm asking i'm imposing upon people you're not imposing at all and they're whatsoever. imposing on me Okay. Well, there's the point of it. So, hold on. I, hold on. I, w- I want to figure this out. Just cost efficiently here. How many elevators are in your building? Two. There's two elevators. So you need two operators on at all times. How long would these people work? I would, you know, in an ideal world, 24-7, 365. But I know that's not practical. I would like, let's say, well, eight you could, you, eight. You, you could You could pay them double on Christmas Day. They'd be pumped to do it, according to you. Double time and a half in this province. Uh, let's say seven to seven or eight to eight or something like that. Eight to eight? Well, what's that doing for people in the morning? Okay. So, well, it does some stuff for people in the morning, but I don't know. Find a time. Look, what I want is not to have to do the elevator thing. It's really, I almost dropped my bag of groceries the other day. I almost dropped them completely because of this hassle. Why don't you, just, this why, is an why, why don't you just put them down and then press the button and pick them back up? Is I'm that... not putting my grocery bags on the dirty ground that people have walked on that I'm going to then take into my apartment and then put on my counter and have to Lysol to death all that stuff that's touched the dirty ground. No, thank you. 
I'm I I have so many places that I want to take this for starters. Well, hold on. I respect Tim. I've never had to push an elevator button while holding three pallets of Diet Coke before. There so. you go. Or the jug of water. Here's a perfect example. I have a water cooler. And that water cooler has one of those 18.9 liter jugs that needs to be refilled every couple of weeks. So here I am in the elevator with the 18.9 liter jug, you know, positioned in such a way where I've got like it on my knee or whatever standing there. And I've got to now figure out a way to put it down, but I can't put it down because I don't want it touching in any way, shape or form the ground. How am I going to maneuver myself to push a button to think it's just, it's extraordinarily, in, and I know like, we're going to get into this, that there's the TaskRabbit app where people will do the tasks for you. But I don't want that. I want there to be people who will, like, push the button. The elevator operator. So the way that I've you worked. You want to be. I, I've, I've worked this out. So if you, they go 8 to 8 and you need two people 24 hours a day, or not 24 hours a day, for 12 hours a day, both elevators pay them the minimum wage of $15 an hour. That's going to come out to an extra 131 thousand dollars and four hundred dollars do you think that that would be something that people would want to split as an extra cost onto your your rent or your condo fees or whatever it might probably be? not, and that, but that's, I not would. That, that's not including insurance i mean you could pay that out of your pocket with all the money you're saving like i i think we could find a way to make this work it would be nice to not have to push my own elevator buttons you can ex understand why it's extremely inconvenient now, sometimes you don't care because you get nothing in your hands. You just have like, oh, you just have a McDonald's bag or something. It's not a problem. But there are some times where I've got like an armful of stuff. And like, what are you going to do? It's put it like down. a real tough you, choice. You, you have two I options. I don't you not can, you can putting put my stuff okay, then, but, on then, the buy, dirty, filthy then, ground. Then buy one of those old lady bags, Jeff, that we see, that I see people walking around with in Toronto all the time. When people have to go walk to get their groceries, then walk back to their place. It doesn't it, fit all it, my it, stuff in it. It's like a little pull cart. You're good to go. It, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fit all your all, stuff in Also, it. I agree with you with the paper bags. That's absolute horseshit. However... I mean, the reusable bags, which are super durable, you can put anything in. Oh, I have them, but I always forget to then bring just, them. You know always you're, forget you're, to you're, bring you're willing to pay for elevator operators. Pay the fucking 99 cents for a new one when you go. I own the bags. I just forget. No, I'm not buying new bags every time. I have bags. I'm not buying a bunch well, of Well, then why'd you use the bags. fucking bags that you have then? Because I always Well, forget. then buy some fucking new ones and stop crying like a little fucking baby. Buy extras. Leave them in your car. Stop being a big baby. It's a disgusting job. I actually experienced a guy who looked like he wanted to kill himself. Okay. This happened recently because they still have these guys at the Sky Dome. It wasn't in the mirror, was the it? Elevator. It's just a guy was a hot mess. Um, just sitting there on his stool in this. It's just a dark hole that you're in for hours on end. No human should have to be there. If anything, move into a fancier building. Okay, that might even have a system where the front desk can talk to you in the elevator and say, send me to seven, Scotty. Like, I don't know, Tim. You're nuts. Anyway, this was my little mini. I find this to be a tremendous inconvenience sometimes. You are. I don't know. I don't I don't know. You call yourself a man of the people. You can't. I am a man for the people. He's trying to create no jobs. He's trying to, to he's trying to stimulate the economy. Let's go to the afternoon set of games before we get too angry about this. Atlanta is at the Rams. The Rams are favored by 10 and a half points 
47 is the over-under. I want to take the Falcons. I like the Falcons. Took them last week. They almost covered on the partial sprinkle on the money line. I got the early payout on it. It was great, but they almost covered for everybody, and they nailed the five and a half. My, my silver tier bet on the mineral show with Pizzola and Cam Stewart. We, uh, we swept gold and swept silver last week. It was great news on the best bet show, but you guys can talk me through this because I feel like the world is now going to be on Atlanta in this spot and just the Rams bounce back in a big way. Rams any, Rams any Rams any number. Yeah, but pretty I, much the I, same. I, I'm not over Tim wanting to be treated like a sultan. <laughs> no, no, no. Having an elevator operator is not being treated like a sultan. I mean, you don't want to do about. anything. I want the various things which we grew up with. Having a where? Hold on. Where did where did you me. where did you grow up that you had elevator <laughs> operators? Okay, I'm talking about people in our. In, uh, I didn't grow up in an elevator area, but I'm thinking about like having gas pumped for me. Various things done for me that aren't done for me anymore. <clears throat> I like cashiers checking out my groceries. I know you don't. I get it. I like people checking out my groceries. I like people pumping my gas. Do you even walk uh, your groceries back to your car, or do you make like an 18-year-old do it for you? I, I miss parcel pickup. I love parcel pickup. That's not a thing anymore, but I would have loved parcel pickup. Uh, so they, they pack your groceries in your car for you. Like there was ever there was ever it seems all these conveniences that we had are being taken from us. And I'm here standing saying, look, I miss them. They were convenient. People liked them. I'd like to have them back. Would yeah, you I be mad if you're, if you're building put like a floating robot that like followed you into the oh, elevator and did it for you? Yes. You know that I would be very upset about that because I don't like robots. I like oh, but you would. So you'd still, you would need it to be a human. Like a robot there wouldn't do even work for you. It would make me feel very uncomfortable. As opposed to, you'd be more uncomfortable with the robot than demeaning a human by needing no, no. to press your button? Not demeaning, Jeff. It is. It's a job that a person who has, has volunteered to, to work and is listen, paid. I'm even uncomfortable. This could sound weird. Like, I don't even, I've never even played with a caddy because I. it's like really uncomfortable. Oh, caddies are great. Or a bathroom no, I'm attendant. I'm sure they are. I wish there were more bathroom I, attendants. I should golf. Like, I should do it. But it's just, like, the concept... Well, no, there's different levels. Uh, we've gone too far. But I just mean there's, like, the lower-level caddy that's just there to hold your bag. Like, he's not there to read a putt. He's literally there to just... It's, like, a modern form of, like, I don't know, making the guy drag rocks on his back for you. Well, we had one of the... When we went to Cabot, it was Tim, myself, and our two other friends. And one of our friends got... There's the A-level caddy and the B-level caddy. He got stuck with a B-level caddy. And do you remember do you remember Ross's caddy, Tim? Oh, so, I remember. Mark, Mark hit this shot, and uh, Mark said, well, there's a chance that might be okay. And the young guy said, no, it's dead. You have no chance. <laughs> <laughs> what should, like you what, 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 what should, gave no advice. Yeah. My caddy was the greatest caddy on earth. Yeah, he was just hyping Tim up. Tim played the best round of his life because his caddy just got him fired up for every he shot. Gave me even credit when, on every shot I hit. Even when he shanked it, it's like, oh, don't worry, Timmy. That's going to be fine. We're going to find that for you. And he did every single time. Yeah, I hit it off the way. He'd no. go, don't, don't uh, count that shot out yet, Timmy. Now you got a shot at that the way you play. You can get that up and out of there. No problem. And I was like, it was so good. <laughs> I was like, this is the way to play. Anyway, having a caddy better way to play golf i, know, I would bathroom be so in a restaurant i would feel so uncomfortable like with the elevator operator but i'd also be uncomfortable walking into a grocery store and being 
like where's the milk as opposed <laughs> to just walking to the fridge with it so. I, what would make you more uncomfortable would it be because i mean tim we know that you're not going to tip the guy would do you have to tip the guy every time because i feel like it's akin to that guy who's in the bathroom you at tip, clubs i think it's like a post office worker or your postal no it's like the, it's like the guy the strip club guy in the bathroom who's like giving you the shit you don't want then you feel obligated to tip him anyway although you don't want to no because you that's know, the place you, you only go on the occasion you know, why, the okay, in your so, so are you saying this is gonna be a federal job like you're gonna have a pension no, no. and all that shit. But I'm well, then you better fucking sort of tip like, your elevator operator, pal. Then you, I think you, I think you tip this person at Christmas, uh, and you give them a very good tip. But I think that's the way this one works. Paul, same with like, anyway, valet, same way. I shouldn't have to park my car at restaurants. They should be parked. Well, me. you should just go to better like, restaurants. <laughs> but there's fewer and fewer places being built that have valet options. I mean, why? Because we live why? in a world there was, there where was like, we, we went from in the city that we went lived in live in now. We went from zero restaurants with valet parking to like ten. That's like okay, that. But that is a thing that is happening more now than any time ever. I don't think that's true. Most places. I think that this place is exceptional. No, it's not. It's just but. when you when you go to like really nice places, that's a part of the service. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you don't go to nice places. I go places. Paul, you had something to say. How much would Tim be willing to pay for, like, a butler to follow him around his entire life and do all of these things for him? No, I don't want it all the time. Yeah, well, then stop being cheap. <laughs> you think you're Jeff Bezos or something. No, I, I do not. I'm a man for and of the people. Can we move on to the next game? you want game? someone to wipe your ass, too? No. See, again, you're just being – I'm ex- – I – I don't think no, I should no, no. have when to do everything for myself. Someone to hit their elevator button because I don't want to put my groceries down on a filthy, disgusting floor. They're in a bag. No, it's hard for me to touch the. Uh, it's hard for me to get to get the button pushed. There's a lot of buttons, and I can make a mistake. What? You, if you if you really can't Doesn't see, you're building up a that, dolly. Why don't you just go? I why, don't know. Here, here's the solution to all of this. Just you have to plan ahead and make it easy for yourself. Your hands are going to be full, and you know that while you're walking into the elevator. Before you pick up your groceries, all you need to do is just open up your phone. You go to incognito mode. You load up Pornhub. Get yourself hoard. You get in that elevator. Just drop your pants and blip. You'll be good to go. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm really sorry I extended the segment, but I can't not resist this question, and then we can... Well, Tim, how do you reward yourself after being forced to hit an elevator button? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you get home and like, you, you now get a reward because you just hit a button? I mean, I do reward myself for putting my groceries away. <laughs> so I guess that's similar. Like, whatever the best thing I bought was, like the thing I'm most excited to try, I have one right away. And that's sort of like a reward to myself for putting the groceries away. So I don't have something for the putting, the touching the dirty, filthy button, but I do for the grocery put away. Because that's an, an arduous task I don't like doing. Wish it were done for me, but I, I realize I've got to do that one on my own. Now that football season has returned, that means I am now in a stretch of working 157 consecutive days. Can't get sick, need high energy. You don't want to see low energy Pat out here on the microphone at any time. So I'm investing in my all-in-one nutritional insurance, and I've seen the big benefits from our next partner, which I use literally every day. It's Athletic Greens because I need more energy, especially in the mornings, to get myself all fired up at 6 a.m., make it sound like I got the enthusiasm because I actually do 
right now. I've been using Athletic Greens for probably the past year and a half. Never felt better, to tell you the truth. So I highly recommend you get on the Athletic Greens bandwagon right now. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to give you that energy that you need. And some people spend like $100 a day on supplements. No, you don't need to do that. You need to get Athletic Greens. Do it for very cheaply. Cost you less than $3 a day. And it's a micro habit you can do every single day when you wake up and all of a sudden, boom, you've improved your health. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient and daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash mayo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance athleticgreens.com slash mayo we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, Rams hosting Atlanta. The Rams are 10.5-point favorites in this game. You guys both like the Rams, you said? Is that what Jeff I got? said, Rams, Jeff said, Rams at any number. Yeah. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. So I'm going to take Atlanta because I, I really want to take Atlanta. I think Atlanta's live in this game if their pass rush looks half as good as it did last week because the Rams can't block anyone. I just wanted to see if the popular sentiment was the Rams are still amazing. It doesn't matter. I feel like this line should be like 6.5, not 10.5. Extra I'm not days. saying amazing. I'm just refusing to overreact 
week two is not about overreacting for me. So that means sticking with the Rams here. This was probably 13 and a half, 14 before last week one started. Um, extra time off. I have to. Uh, it's a dome team getting to play road dome game. Tim loves that. I can't believe Definitely. I'm mentioning it. It's a thing. Tim. Uh, I, yeah, Ray. You're right, Pat, that there is probably a lot of sentiment that agrees with a couple squares like Tim and I. Rams, any number, bounce back, big. Um, let's go. And I am, uh, yeah, square me in for that. There's five afternoon games, and the lowest spread in any of them is six points, which is kind of crazy. Niners and Seattle's up next. It's in San Francisco. San Francisco coming off a loss to the Bears, making me look foolish already on my worst team in football bet. Uh, I mean, hopefully it's not a monsoon condition this week. But the Niners are favored by 10 short week for the for, for the Seahawks, coming off the emotional win against Denver. I'm not going to lie to you. Wasn't too impressed by the Seahawks overall. Like, they were okay, but they really should have lost that game by a lot, it felt like, Jeff. Yeah, they got dominated in the same way on the stat sheet. Pittsburgh got dominated um, in the same way that Houston got dominated on the stat sheet, but still didn't um, lose the football game. They won the game. I, watching that game, short week, I'm happy it's not over 10. 10 is probably my max. I'm not looking to bet this game, but San Francisco, their home opener, uh, I'm uh, I'm in. Just sort of, I hate that I'm late. I just laid huge number with the Rams. I'm now going back to huge number with the 49ers. Uh, I don't really feel comfortable in doing it, but I'm laying the 10. I think a lot of this might have to do with whether or not Kittle's back, whether the center's back, because that was a real problem for them. Like just them missing so many options. Like Lance, I mean, Tim, do you, does Lance get a pass because it was a monsoon? Yes. Well, at least I will say yes. Uh, We'll see this week. I mean, as he plays, you know, you call them the Seahawks. I kind of call them Chargers Northwest. They had Nuwasu, they have Geno Smith, and this is just a Chargers team that's playing in Seattle. Uh, I joke, although, although, he was a charger. He was a backup to uh, Philip Rivers uh, for a bit. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, although I thought Nuwasu actually did play good last night. He, he was actually quite a force for Seattle. They didn't score a point in the second half. They didn't score a point, and they won the game on ridiculous circumstances. Seattle might win three games all year, but that was one of them, and we all sort of like were focused on that game. And uh, anywho, I like this uh, the 49ers here, and I'm teasing the Niners down 2-4. San Fran minus four is a part of your free money teaser. Yeah. Okay. I like the Niners here in the uh, home opener. The coin agrees. The coin is also getting on the 49ers. It's the first round of round of San Francisco minus 10. I feel like if you just blindly played all of the double digit underdogs that you'd have a winning week here, Jeff. I'm starting to think that like Falcons, Seahawks, Texans, hell Cowboys, Cardinals, Bears, Titans, just run the gamut and just take all these double digits. Yeah, I'm a bit of a pot uh potpourri. I'm on I'm sort of playing both sides of a bunch of these games. I'll have some dogs, but I'm nervous with how many favorites I'm actually gonna be backing here. Uh Dallas is hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. They're six point underdogs at home. Dak Prescott out probably eight to twelve weeks, but apparently according to Jerry Jones, three weeks. This is setting up to be the Russell Wilson situation from last year when he comes back 
two months early from his thumb surgery and absolutely fucking sucks the entire time. The Bengals were atrocious and should have won that game until Tim cursed their poor kicker, automatic McPherson, and then all of a sudden, guy can't make a kick anymore. Tim, it's just like the time that you shook Sebastian Janikowski. No, when it wasn't, uh, what the hell was his name? Steven Goskowski. Steven Gostow. Before the Super Bowl. Then he started missing extra points and field goals. It was a rough scene. I was shocked that McPherson had been such nails in the playoffs. And all last season, just, I mean, the second kick really wasn't his fault. Uh, it was a bad, as we discussed Sunday night, it was a terrible snap that let the laces left the laces in. But anyway, it was, it was extraordinarily disappointing. But the offense still was clicking. Bro made some stupid mistakes, but I mean, TJ Watt blew that was destroying that game. Like the, as good as Micah Parsons is like, he can't wreck a game the way TJ Watt was wrecking that ball game. Um, this is a Feinberg game. I think that you're going to have a Cowboys cover and a Bengals win. Uh, and I think you got to play both sides of that. So we are going to tease the Bengals down because of it down to two. I think the Bengals are going to win. I do not think they'll cover the full eight. I think the Cowboys will cover the eight. So Give me the Cowboys in our in our show, but give me the Bengals on the teaser. I find this really strange, and maybe it's because they had the five turnovers. It's not like the the Rams were real hot. I guess they had the extended break coming off, but like, why is Cincinnati? Maybe it's because the home game. But why is Cincinnati only an eight point favorite against like a CFL quarterback? But against Mariota, the Rams are double digit favorites. Well, Cooper Rush did win a game last year. We saw him against Minnesota in a Sunday night game. And people, A, it's Dallas, so there's always a tax to bet on Dallas, and B, the Bengals looked bad last week. So eight's probably, a, I think that's actually a very fair number. The coin is going with Cincinnati. I'm inclined to lean with Tim, Jeff. It just feels like a lot of points, and I, I didn't love the Bengals coming into the year. We'll see how that ends up turning out. But then I'll, I just feel like I'm going to... I got to pick the game here. I'm trying to be like you, or I should just take all of the, the underdogs at the big numbers that I'm trying to pick and choose which ones I want. I'm hoping I don't get them all wrong and watch like, oh yeah, the, the Rams, they won by 30. The Bengals, they won by 30. And then I'll hop on someone else like, oh no, like that, the, the underdog outright won that game. It's like, oh great. Like the Seattle, Seattle beat San Francisco somehow. But I'll take, I'll take Dallas to cover the points. So this is a really hard game for me. For starters... The Bengals played in overtime last week. They played full five quarters. It's, that's the da shows. That's just something. There's enough. That's the sample's almost large enough where that's a real thing. Burrow, ten and two ATS after a loss. That is the truest elite quarterback stat in the game. Like I remember in the well, Brady's heyday never ended, but in that like heyday of. Brady and Manning and Rodgers and even Wilson. It was like this dominant number off a loss, dominant ATS. So what a great, like, not that anyone needs a sign that Joe Burrow is in a different tier of quarterback, but honestly, you take that and as an ultimate sign. Here's my problem, Pat, and you guys who've watched this for a long time or know, this is just one of those betting things that hit me when I started working with Cam and Gabe in like 2009 and it's never left me since because one guest said it and it might have won that week and it's just something I'm obsessed with but what are the Cowboys because you know I love good teams first game backup quarterback they rise but bad teams first game with bad quarterback back up they get demolished so 
in order to pick this game, I have to make the decision. Is Dallas a good team or a bad team? And I honestly don't know. I don't know. Is Dallas a good team or a bad team? That'll help me make this bet. I'm inclined to think this could be a bad team with a bad quarterback. It's going to get its ass kicked. But you both picked them to win the NFC East. I did. But I did say, I think when we recorded the AFC show, when Pat asked me almost as a joke, but I couldn't resist if I flip-flopped on anything. It was that week where Eagles made a trade and the left tackle got hurt and I flip-flopped. Yeah, I, um, I, you, if you look at it, you have Micah Parsons, Tyron Smith, and Dak Prescott as your three best players. Two of them are now out. Oh, not C.D. Lamb, the world's God's gift to wide receiver? I think I think C.D. Lamb is amazing, but, I mean, he's, he's absolutely screwed now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Although I don't think Cooper Rush is terrible. I remember enough of that Minnesota game to think he was competent. He's just not good. Uh, I don't think he's terrible. I just don't think he's not good. I think it's going to be a close, like, 24-21 type of game. Bengals win, but they don't cover. So, Jeff, who's your pick? Cincinnati. Sin. Yeah, um, that, that Burrow 10-2 ATS. Nah. as the cow. <laughs> Pardon? T. Bang. He's doing a Simpsons thing. Goals. Come on, don't you know this is costing me money? <laughs> Did my internet go out? No, no. The internet just went over your I, head, pal. We're going on to the next game. Cardinals. You're going to clip something, and I'm not even going to get it, even when you clip it, and I'll watch it back. Cardinals at Vegas. Vegas is a six-point favorite at home. 51.5 is the over-under. Raiders, like I said, could have beat. The char- like the Chargers were trying to charge her late in that game, and it looked like when we were watching it, Tim, that the Raiders were going to do like there was going to be like you said, there was going to be like a blocked punt or something like that, and all of a sudden the Raiders were going to be winning. The Chargers held it together enough. The Cardinals looked awful, but is that because the Chiefs are awesome or they're just really bad? That's the part I can't figure out. Because if not, I feel like smashing the Raiders here. It's a very desperation game for both teams. Uh, both either team getting down 0-2 uh, are going to have a ton of questions starting to float around. It's a very it's a, it's such a difficult game. I have had this is the game I had the most trouble with capping, and I'm still on the fence. But yeah, I can't lay six points right now. I just can't do it. I don't think that there's an. I mean, I don't. Cardinals fans don't really travel, even though it's a close game. But I'm going to presume on the. It's a road dome. It's a very short trip. It's a lot of points. Arizona did manage to score a decent amount of points, even though the. Kansas City obviously was into the 40s. Um, I don't know. I'm not as much as I think the Raiders are a good team. I think they're a playoff caliber team. I'm not laying nearly a touchdown with them right now. I just feel like it's the, the spread is just a little too rich. Uh, if this were four and a half, I might I might take Oakland, but I can't. I'm going to take Arizona plus the six. Um, that's the way I'm going with it. Jeff, what are you doing? Because the coin is going with the Raiders huge amount of points here i mean it's the points we were getting last week versus the chiefs we're getting versus the raiders i'm gonna pick arizona i'm taking these points and if that injury report gets kind of arizona i'm gonna feel really really good about it and the chargers well it would look like they were gonna charge and there wouldn't have been a cent to my name that i wouldn't have put that the raiders take that last position possession and at least get into the red zone and it comes into this moment where 
this thing's close and it's one play. They didn't even cross midfield. Is this America's game of the week? I really like this. I really. I I would um, guess Cincinnati and Dallas is. Oh, yeah. I guess they would be. They didn't know that they were going to have Cooper Rush. Yeah, for sure. Burrow week two off his Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I retract. Yeah, no, you're not easy to in your head think that game shit now because yeah exactly but no i i retract that it kind of is i'm taking yeah i'm gonna take arizona but if they're again pat asked like is kansas city as good or is arizona horrible arizona could get three starters back and that would completely flip this thing and i would be laughing with the six points but that injury report could stay ugly and you'll be big gulping it again like last week. Yeah, I'm going to take Vegas. I thought Carr played like absolute trash, and they still were competitive in that game when it came down to it. I think he plays better this week. I think it's a much softer matchup for him. He's going to have a lot more time to throw. The secondary isn't as good, and Devontae Adams might have 3,000 yards in this game. So I'll That take- Adams catch, that touchdown, oh, my goodness. There wasn't a nicer catch other than maybe the one last night. Uh, there wasn't a nicer no, catch I'll all week. No, I'll tell you a nicer catch. I mean, it, it didn't. Devontae Samuel Jr. interception no. okay, to okay, Devontae okay, Adams. Okay, Jeff. Nicer catch. The, 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 catch um, the, the catch of the day was the Jamar Chase touchdown that didn't end up oh, counting. That was yeah. fucking amazing. Okay, well, okay, but that didn't actually. Yeah, okay. Because they've lost Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt is hurt, Pat. Like, if Arizona doesn't have a pass rush, like the Bosa Mac thing, Oakland's probably going to kick their ass then, now, right? You, now you think that they're yeah, I think that's Oakland. the I think that's the thing. Oakland or whatever. Anyway, yeah, no, I think that's right. The pass rush. If Arizona can't get a home on the Raiders, it becomes a challenge. I just think it's too many. It's just a little bit too many. It's a little bit too many. I'll eat it. Houston and Denver. Short week for Denver. Coming off a loss, it is going to be. Minus 10 at the Broncos' home opener for Russell Wilson against the Texans. The Texans more than covered in their tie, knocking Jeff out of Eliminator last week <laughs> against the Indianapolis Colts. 46.5 is the over-under. Like, the Texans weren't good in that game by any stretch of the imagination. Like, I really want to take the Broncos to come back and beat the tar out of the Texans here. Can you talk me out of it, anyone? I'm taking Denver. Again, it's a not overreaction slate for me. I think Denver's still a pretty good team. I think that they feel humiliated, and they ought to. I mean, they fumbled the ball twice on the goal line. Uh, you know, like, I, I know it warmed Jeff's heart to watch Melvin Gordon pull his old Charger tricks there in Denver, fumbling it on the goal line. Uh, and then they go ahead and they run it on a shotgun to Devontae Williams, who fumbles it on the goal line, uh, all elating to a 64-yard attempted field goal crescendo at, at sea level. Awful. Awful. But look, I think the Texans threw the kitchen sink at last week to get out what they did. Denver's got a lot left. Denver left a lot of meat on the bone last night. I like Denver. I would like them at 14. I, I certainly like them at 10. Uh, I'm teasing them down. I'm yeah. teasing Denver down. I've taken Denver minus 10 as well, Jeff. I've laid the points on this show with San Francisco. I've laid the points with the Rams. Pat says, like, full slate dog. I'm an idiot, full slate favorites, bounce back, big. Uh, Denver, home opener, Houston at altitude. Uh, Yeah, just Denver to lay the wood. Denver wins this thing by 17 to 21 Mm -hmm. points. There's not a place in the world. There is not a place in the world I could have been last night when Melvin Gordon fumbled, 
that I wouldn't have been in hysterics. <laughs> I could have been in a in a in a screening of Schindler's List and I'd have hit the floor howling. Oh my goodness. I could have been in line, that bloke in line to pay her respects, to pay his respects to the queen waiting 12 hours in a funeral procession. I'd have hit the deck howling. Like I literally, I was tranced. You would have thought I was hypnotized or something. I was like a, you would have thought I was Tim and someone just went shiver me timbers or kittle me timbers. <laughs> like I went banana. Chicago at Green Bay on Sunday Night Football. Reminder before Sunday Night Football starts, PME Live is going down in studio. I'm guessing it's going to be less hectic than last week that Chris Meany is going to be in studio with Customizer. That's what you think. Uh, maybe maybe Meany's like where he's just going to just get boozed all day long and just really bring the heat. Not normally the Chris, <laughs> Chris Meany, more for the jovial, fun analysis and more talking about football rather than free play blackjack where you push push on 22 and drawing on i think that's right down there wherever the paper towel is that that cd clark was 100 percent right about the double down face down it's 100 percent the way 100%. you want 100 percent. i agree yeah. I, I don't think did, is, are, you, are you having a straw man argument that like anyone disagreed with that well clearly there must be because a lot of books or places don't allow it so there obviously must be a reason People why at the table don't like it because they like to see the, the cards, cards. Uh, been... too bad i've never been at too bad they no, love I, to do I, it i'm pro it i don't give a shit about you like playing professionally at this 25 dollar table like, well this is it care. right yeah this is exactly right like i'm here like i'm playing by like the rules like i get the like i'm not like doing crazy things but i'm also not here to like live up to your professional standards either when i sit down for some felt which i don't even like doing i gotta say one of my favorite things in life is someone is pissing me off at a blackjack table and i just start to play like the wrong way and just to make oh, them as yes. aggressive. remember that guy were you with me the night that the guy tried to stab me tim yeah because you had a jack and a queen and you tried to split tens against you tried to split your face cards against a six or a five. <laughs> oh, it was not good Oh, it was not good. I, he was pissing me off. I didn't like the way that he was playing. Yeah. I'd like to split, please. What do you mean? I went, oh, my goodness. Oh, and my it, goodness. And, and, then I, I'm a and, and then I got the I got the next face card and looked at him and split again, please. <laughs> guess who I'm won? I'm a vindictive soul. I'd get, lose 100 guess, bucks. Oh, yeah. You? Sure. But, but guess who won all three of their splits? And guess who lost their hand? He was the best. <laughs> Could not have turned out better. Then he got very angry. Uh, he did leave the table, though. I think he may have been he escorted did. outside. That's not the way he... you're supposed to. He's very. That's not the way you're supposed to play. Yeah. I guess Walter Mathout was at the blackjack table that night. I, I, I also. Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying. Well, it's all finished blackjack because I had something to say. What is it? I just wanted to say I never Sunday night was informative. <laughs> uh, also, because I'd never heard of the sweat. Um, Botox? Botox, being able to like liposuction for sweat or something. No, it's it, it, Botox it's just, injections. Yeah, it's it's no different than anything else. Like any anywhere else that you would get Botox, like it freezes everything. So if you get Botox injected and you have hyperhidrosis, you're a big sweaty fella, and you just have like bad sweats underneath your armpits. You get some Botox in there. Apparently, it lasts six months. You don't sweat. <laughs> And listen, if you and Tim went to the Botox clinic and they were giving out two free samples, he'd take them both. Oh, 
Yes. Thank you for reminding me. So in the Tim is fought with old men at grocery stores, stolen old lady samples. At I didn't know she was there, but I bought the product. And there were that sure doesn't make, make you right. Like so because you've done good by the company doesn't make you right in society. Okay, but like I'm trying to mitigate. Obviously, I, if I'd seen her there, I wouldn't have taken both. I admit that. But like I needed both, so that's why I took both. But I didn't know she was there. I wouldn't have done that. Just like you need to be to sure. Finish the frosty you hated. I didn't finish it, and it wasn't that good. <laughs> it wasn't that good. I thought it was bad. Look. It wasn't that good, but look, you put food in front of me. It's very hard for me to say no. Just say no, Tim. That's what we were taught growing up. Did you learn nothing? You're a doctor. I did. When I I, I learned to eat everything on my plate when I was young. Again, that that, that, that and, habit has stuck with me. As we've told you, that is like the absolute wrong way to teach children how to eat. Well, it's, maybe, it, but once you get to a certain age, it's ingrained in you, and it's very difficult to break that. It's not very difficult. You just break it. Stop it. It's like every telling you to write down what you eat, and you say that's that's because you don't want to be accountable. That's all it is. That's overwhelming. It's not overwhelming. You don't want to be accountable. You journal every single fucking night, but you can't journal down what you eat. It's just overwhelming to remember all of it. Yeah, sure. What if the CEO of like Coke came out and said he's taking receipts on people that <laughs> insult Dream World and Spaceland Cola? <laughs> I would then show him all of my various per- correct predictions about the last 400 flavors they came out with that fizzled within six months and say, you know, you want to go again. I was here before you. I will be here after you. <laughs> my family has been a devoted Coca-Cola family for over a century. Don't you tell me what the right Coca-Cola is. Did you know that Coke stock since they started releasing them is up six bucks? Not because of it, probably because the people were so disturbed by those fake flavors that they had to go buy comfort ones. Yes, that that is the only logical solution, Tim. I like that you put those point A to point B. You got there so quickly. That's the way I look at it. Yes, but again, I come from That's a, a like Coca-Cola family. When, when Americans are afraid they're going to take away their guns after an incident, like people go hoard to buy more guns. That is your theory on the Coca-Cola. I song. see those those ridiculously flavored Cokes and I want to go buy a case of real stuff just right away. But you're going to buy it. That is my, that is my, no, well, maybe, maybe not. All right. We got to cruise through these games because we've now are running long Chicago green Bay Sunday night. It's 10. I don't care. Green Bay is never, I mean, outside of that one week, 17 game where the Packers still won it uh, a couple of years ago to kick Chicago in the playoffs. These games are never close. Uh, they were, we, and it was like a th- seven point game that f- opener two years ago, but like it was 10 to three or something. I don't care. This Bears team's awful. If you think that the Bears are awful, and we did, and you want, and you liked the Packers, you got to lay the 10 in, in Lambeau. Lay the 10. It's a terrible football game. Lay the 10. All right. I'll Tease take the Packers down. I'll take the, I'll take Green Bay too. I'm going to ride this pick on, pick on Chicago one more week, Jeff, before I have no more. Then I'll have no money left, and then, you know, I won't have to bet anymore. I mean, at this point, I feel like I have put myself in a corner where I'm now pot committed to having to take the Packers because I took the Broncos. I took the Bengals. I took the Rams. I feel like we're forgetting another team that I've taken in this afternoon segment who's a big favorite. So, yeah, I'm going to lay the points. He says he's their daddy. Um, you got to you gotta show it. And... 
the situation the Packers are in off the shutout, as much as yes, they're playing to win. They did, I feel they like did, if they the did not get they did not get shut out. <laughs> Sorry, off of what felt like a really bad performance where they have so much growth, it feels like in some ways they need to do. They are going to like even if they're comfortably ahead, I still feel like they're going to be playing um well, it's silly to say meaningful snaps, but they're still going to be like with their foot on the gas because they've got a lot of sort of ground to make up and they can't afford to just even run out a clock if the game isn't close. So I'm not worried about a back door. I think the Packers are going to keep it on them all game because they got work to do. That's a round of Packers because the coin is agreeing with us. I doubt this game is going to get my money. I just, I, Chicago's out to get me. I think I, I I pulled a cast. I cursed them. Now they're coming back for me. It's like that movie, Drag Me to Hell. It's not going to be good. So I, I appreciate the Packers winning like 45 nothing or something crazy like that. Tennessee at Buffalo, the first of the Monday night games. The Bills are favored by 10. Jeff, are you going to continue this train of taking the double-digit favorites? I was invited to this game. and By Ticketmaster? No, not by Ticketmaster, Pat, but I'm just too old. I'm too old to do it. I'm too old. I can't make the trip. I love Americana outside of Ralph Wilson Stadium. It is everything. If and I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm an old man. Uh, I'm taking the Bills. Extra rest. Home opener. Super Bowl aspirations. Le Teton to drop that game Sunday with the Bills in Monday on a Monday in their home opener, a catastrophic loss, and they will not bounce back. The Bills, yeah, they're gonna whoop them. Whoop them. I'm taking Tennessee, Tim. I Tennessee, I don't think is great, although they're your Super Bowl pick. I just feel like they're going to muck it up enough. I feel like we've been in this spot with the Bills against the Titans like each of the past three years, and we're like, Bills, 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 and every time, it's just a weird game, and Derrick Henry runs all over them. Yeah, overreaction again. Buffalo looks so good on Thursday night, and Tennessee lost to the Giants on a last-second play. So I think the Titans left a, left a lot of points out there. Overreaction. Too many points. Uh, Titans are a tough physical team. I don't think Buffalo's built to play that type of game long term. I think it's going to be a very close game, so I'm going to take the Titans. All right, so Titans for Tim and I, the Bills for Jeff and the Coin. Paul, you must be pretty happy about Tim taking the Titans. Bills by a million. By a million? That's a lot. It's gonna yeah, be well, I won't, I won't be, I won't we be taking them next week. I'll be, I'll be taking them next week, Paul. I will be taking them next week paul i will be taking them next week paul i will be taking them next week paul we have a pass rush. So we're going to stack the box, and then our front four are going to get after Tannehill. We're going to win by at least 20. At least 20. So Bills minus 20 is your outline? I haven't bet it yet, but maybe we'll get there. Hey, it probably only pays like 2-1 to one or 2.5-1 to one or something crazy like that. If they're 10-point favorites anyway. Uh, the last Monday night game might be the best game of the week. Outside of the, the Thursday, this, game, this week is bookended by maybe the two best games. Vikings at the Eagles. The Eagles are favored by 2.5. <laughs> I don't know what to make of the Eagles coming out of week one whatsoever. Like, are they really good? And then we're just like, ah, we're up by so much. Who cares? Or was like, we actually don't play defense whatsoever. And if 
the Lions can mount a charge against us. What's going to happen when we try to cover Justin Jefferson? I, these are like t- the two sleeper teams, or the two like popular upset, go to the NFC championship game picks in the NFC, Jeff. Like, w- which team is more favored, do you think? Which team will be more popular? I'll take the other one. Uh, I guess that's a great question. This is just a total fate. I mean, the strategy of fading the public on Monday night football is probably a strategy that if you put up all season, you will win money and you already be up a nice little bank after last last night is we had reverse line movement in uh, in that football game. It's getting real sunny where I am. I don't know where that's coming from. The window. Um, yes. I'm picking the Vikings almost just for the own the only reason, Pat, is how you describe this game. It's this de facto sleeper team title game. And I've put my chips on the Vikings in that sort of debate in that preseason discourse. I'm gonna ride them here. Pardon my ignorance. What time is this game and they're overlapping? Yeah, one's an ESPN game and one's an ABC game. This they couldn't crazy. do the double header, I assume, last night, as people speculate, because the Emmys were on. I could see that. Did ABC have the Emmys? Yeah, I, I could too. A- ABC had the Emmys, right? No, nope. ABC showed the football game last a- night. ABC showed the football they game? They just didn't want... They, they simulcasted ESPN it. shows the football they, game. As did ABC last night. It was simulcasted. Oh. Uh, ABC is simulcasting a few. I think they just didn't want to go up against the Emmys with two football games. Was that like a contract they have with the Emmys? Is that why the Super I Bowl? Is that no why? Is that why idea. the Super Bowl halftime show won an Emmy? It was like a because I mean you put football up against the Emmys, no one's watching the fucking Emmys. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if the Emmys might be something that rotates through the networks, and so maybe you don't want to do something to damage. I don't. I have no idea. It's the only Dude, way when's that the, when's the season premiere of the uh, crime fighting cleaning lady? Oh my god! You know what I did see? Like this is this is the best time of year for brand new shows that no one ever needs to know existed. You know that show, The Rookie? Yeah, yeah, There's with a, the dude from Castle. Yeah, with John Castle, where I assume he builds castles. But The Rookie, I think there's a Rookie spinoff show now. No idea. How hasn't there been a Blue Blood spinoff show? Isn't that like everyone's like grandparents' favorite show? I like Blue Bloods. It's the only network show that keeps me in. And you gotta know when you're when the only when the network show you're into is the show that even the network puts on Friday nights. You know you're like, I'm not an old man like Tim who wants to drink his Verners, but I'm like Tim <laughs> makes me feel young, but I do feel like an old man. I like Blue Bloods. My all my my. I've lost all my grandparents, I guess, during the running of Blue Bloods, and they've all loved it. So I'm the last one standing here, Pat. As is Tom Selleck and and family. He's still giving out mustache rides, even at his advanced stage. So I think Tom Selleck's doing perfectly fine. I'm taking the Eagles. The coin's taking the Eagles. Jeff is taking Minnesota. Where are you coming in on the last game, Tim? I'll, and and I'm not super confident on this, but it's because I refuse to bet Kirk Cousins or pick Kirk Cousins on Monday night. Um, I will take Philadelphia. I think the line is a tiny bit short. I think it should be three or three and a half. So I will take Philadelphia. All right, let's lock in some picks for the week. Super locks. I am one and zero. Tim, you are one and zero. Jeffrey is zero and one after the Colts let him down. I kind of spelled it out earlier. I love the Dolphins plus three and a half against the Ravens. That will be my super lock, Jeff. Arizona, all those points. Please, God, get me two starters back. Arizona plus six. Tim. 
Cleveland minus six. Oh my god, look at you. You've resorted to this already this early it's, in the it's year. It's week two, man. They're not resorting to anything. They're terrible with blackout. I terrible. Am, I am taking receipts about what you're doing trying to use the curse to your advantage. I'm I'm not. All right. Well, we're restarting Survivor. I won the Survivor already this year. So every team is now back in the pool that we can use. Brand new double elimination Survivor for us. I'm going to select the Denver Broncos as my eliminator team. Jeff. Ask me after Tim. Tim. I just. Green Bay. Green Bay. J- Jeff. Hmm. Um. You'd like all the favorites, so it is a tough choice. Uh, yeah, see, I'm a dud like that. I'm a square. I'm give surprised me... you don't pick Buffalo, given the way you were talking about no, the No, give me I oh, my God to ride with Cust. Gross. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Green Bay. Okay. Yes, that way if you lose, we'll do a triple eliminator yeah, next week. That protecting myself. <laughs> all right, so Denver for me, Green Bay for the two yet cust, your free money. Is 0-1 for the year, bringing your lifetime record to 15-104 lifetime. You lost four of the five legs of the teaser last week. Let's get back on track. Let's get you a winner. What's the tease? Well, I mean, in, in one sense, we were perfectly on track last week based on that record. Uh, winning is off track. Um, anyway, tease the Browns down to a pick them. Tease Green Bay, San Francisco, and Denver all down to minus four. And tease the Bengals down to uh, pl- uh, to minus two. So Cleveland, San Fran, Cincinnati, Denver, and Green Bay. Those are your five. Yeah, yeah. All right. Match play the opposite and side Pat, of that. Yeah. Put on the cheat sheet. Uh, Mike Williams anytime touchdown. Mike Williams a hundred yards. Crystal Pepsi versus Verners out of a loafer. What? <laughs> Crystal. Pepsi versus how do you spell Verner's? Is it W? No, it's a honestly don't know. Is it German? It's probably not German. Ver, is it? V-E-R Verner and N-O-R-S. Vernor Verners. I, I've never heard of this. Oh it's yes, a, Verner's. Vern. It's O-R-S. like Jewish deli cat piss ginger ale. It's actually and pretty it's in my dad's it's like fridge. Ale that, I could like, get burns, some. Yeah. Oh, burns the back of your throat. It, so it's like Canada Dry Ginger Ale mixed with yellow Listerine? Yeah, my dad it loved it. might have been like the oh, first oh, ever ginger ale ever invented, and they just put it to market, and they didn't improve the flavor at all. Yeah. And they kept it the classic recipe of gross. All right. Well, that will do it. On the Pat Mayo Experience, although you didn't win the draw, don't be afraid if you haven't yet to rate and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, smash the like, and sub to the channel. The newsletter will always have the show in it a day early. If you want the secret link in the PME, Listener's League is down in the description right now. You can catch me live 2 p.m. Eastern time on the 4 for 4 YouTube channel talking with my guy, Ryan Noonan, Connor Allen over there as well, talking about the best props of the week. If you were looking for more content, I highly recommend that you check that out. I want to thank Paul. I want to thank Jeff. And of course, I want to thank this Fijian coin, which brings Paul nothing but good luck. And Tim and August. Tim and August. Not my name. Heard it was. Heard it wasn't. From who? Various people. Really? Name one. Name names. Absolutely. We'll not do that. I, uh, you, be, you be fucking Ned Isaacoff, pal. 
Well, Ned Isakoff didn't name names. Are Elaine you, named, named Ned Isakoff two hop things. Do you think he's a big fan of the Washington Commies? <laughs> he would be. <laughs> instead of uh, instead of a program, when you go to the stadium, you get the Daily Worker. You get the Daily Worker. All right, that will do it for me. Thank you all. Share the show around. We'll be back on Thursday. Myself, Rob Pizzola, and Cameron Stewart. Friday with Tambo. Then we're off to the weekend. Even more shows up on Mayo Media Network. Highly recommend that you watch them all, okay? Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.